Hello again, friends, and welcome to a... F- you want to try that again? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> try f***ing it up, not f***ing it up this time. Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of 151. My name is Adam, and I'm joined by a man whose hands are so strong but so smooth that Chuck Norris will even accept a back rub from him. Beard massage. <laughs> friends' name is Justin. Hey, how's it going? We're 151. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, all at 151 The Show. Although, according to the last show we did... Apparently, Justin doesn't touch that one anymore. Let it go. <laughs> you couldn't remember it for like the first six episodes we had it, and now you won't let it go. Now you can't You were like, hey, Tumblr's my world, man. Hey, baby, don't, don't worry about I it, man. I never said Tumblr's my world. This is the one I know. Hey, we I like doing this. We weren't being followed. Let it go. I, I do Twitter and... Uh, I have... Let it go, man. Let it die. So, don't know Tumblr anymore? Sometimes the... Pa- well, we still have the account. Don't okay. get me wrong. I, I don't know what's happening on it, but whatever. Uh, they're all at 151 The Show. You can subscribe to our Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube channel. And uh, don't forget 151theshow.com. We're also presented by Skeleton Vineyards. Yes. What's their uh, address again? Uh, skeletonwine.com. There you go. And uh, they are on uh, Facebook at Skeleton Vineyards. So yes. all the information for all those will be at the bottom of the page. Uh, we begin the show today completely unprepared. So it's like every other show you've ever seen. No, but every other show we ever do usually has some sort of uh, topic or something. Right. Today is is surprise topic he's got some stuff in mind but he's not telling me any of it i wanted to start out with uh one that uh we like fan theories here okay um and it's nice that uh you know sometimes you see fan theories actually turn into reality much like uh uh stan lee in the marvel movies we found out that oh my god he's a watcher yes he son of a bitch he that's why he's in every movie it's the same character do you think he's playing the same character in mall rats as well when he confirms the thing's dink is made of orange rock. Boy, I don't know. Drink Slurm. There you go. Um, we learned in, uh, what were some of the other ones out there that are kind of popular right now? That uh, uh, the Joker in, the, in Batman vs. Superman might actually be one of the Robins. Um, trying to think of some of the other good ones that are out there right now. Well, I don't know. If you'd given me any chance to do some show prep, maybe I could have helped out here. Uh, you know, but... We love fan theories. Exactly. That's what I, That's the only thing I was trying to... I was just trying to give up some recent examples because we did do a fan theory show uh, a while ago. Um, but I wanted to go into a fan theory that I've been thinking about for a little bit. Okay, so is this a fan theory or is this your theory? This is my theory. So, okay, And I am a fan... Me. So technically, it a is. fan theory. And you know what? I thought we could talk about it for a little bit, and then uh, you know, after that, we can go wherever the good Lord takes us. Okay. Carrie Underwood style? Yes. Jesus, take the wheel. Because we're going down a world of fan what, theories. What's your theory? All right. So I take you back to the world of Star Trek Generations. Let me get... Let me get... Uh, is that 98, 99? Yeah. Uh, no, it was earlier than that, I believe. I had it pulled up here. Uh, that would have been 94. 
Okay. November 17th, 1994, uh, David Carson directed this movie, uh, featured Patrick Stewart, William Shatner. I can. I, I was sitting in the Creston, Iowa movie theater as I saw that bottle mm-hmm. come across the screen. Okay, I'm there. Okay. My fan theory, my theory about that. that Bill Shatner's a d- I already know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> If if you as a brief aside, if you have a chance uh, to to watch it, I know it's on YouTube. Watch the story of Will Wheaton tell about meeting, and he calls it William Shatner. It's like twenty five minutes long. Was it a good meeting or a bad meeting? No, it was bad. Really, Gene Roddenberry had to get involved. Wow. Yeah, watch that. That is hilarious uh, and illustrates. Just what Bill Shatner was like <laughs> at one point. In time. Okay, awesome. Okay, so anyways, going back to Star yes, Trek Generations, 1994 Generations, the, the first of four Next Generation movies. Right. Um, Where do you rank that in in those four? Just out of curiosity, in those four, uh, probably, uh, probably second or third. Okay, I don't think it's a bad movie. It's got some kind of clunky parts right. to it, but. Um, it's right for me. It goes first contact generations and nemesis are tight. And then, uh, yeah. insurrection, you know what? Nemesis would be a really good movie if not for the mental rape scene. Right. You take that part out. That movie all of a sudden turns into something a little bit different. That movie for me has been ruined ever since you pointed out when, uh, uh, Riker throws that guy down the shaft. <laughs> Where does he go? Here at the bottom he of the falls six feet. <laughs> Hey, you okay? <laughs> Lands with his back on you, something. You ruined that movie for me. I'm so. sorry. I'm sorry. But anyways, going back to the movie Star Trek Generations. Yes. Um, in the movie, they wanted to get rid of the Enterprise. They yep. want, They actually use an effect, and I didn't know this for a long time, the saucer section crashing, crash landing on the planet mm-hmm. was something they actually wanted to use in the series. Yep. Never got to it. They wanted to use it in the uh, Descent story Yep. with uh, Data and Lore and the yep. Borg. My theory is, now that we're six and a half minutes into this thing, okay. the destruction of NCC-1701 Delta was an inside job and planned. By the filmmakers or by the in-canon in by someone on the Enterprise? By somebody in Starfleet. In, in story. I don't have all the details kind of worked out, but I can okay. I can give you some suggesting evidence. Oh, by, by somebody in Starfleet, that they wanted the Galaxy class? I don't know exactly. I just think the, there's enough evidence that leads me to believe that somebody in the world of Starfleet, or Star Trek, I should say, right wanted the flagship of the federation destroyed okay all right i'm i'm listening because uh, to to be completely honest with you i mean uh, in in the extended fiction the galaxy class uh, uh starship program was was designated a failure which is why they move forward with going back to a to a more traditional you know starship design. They took the families back off yeah. you know for for the sovereign class. Uh, the Yamato uh, was was destroyed right off the bat early yeah. on. Uh, the Enterprise had its fair share of problems. Yeah, it was uh, it and, was essentially underpowered for a luxury car. 
Right is and, kind of the way I look at and it. And I mean, look at look at the amount of time in service. You know, even even the Constitution class had. Yeah. Look at the amount of time in service that the uh, Excelsior class had. Uh, you know, it spanned eighty years. Yeah. Because we had Excelsior classes in. Yeah. You know, the Hood was still a working Excelsior class. Yeah, you didn't see many of the Ambassador class, which was supposed right. to be kind of that halfway step. And, but and the the Galaxy classes were all taken out. In a matter of 10 years? Yeah, but years? if you fast forward to, um, you know, uh, the Dominion War and stuff, their galaxy-class wings. Right. You know, they're, that was kind of the backbone of their, uh, a lot of the different fleets was the galaxy-class ship. Okay? Okay. So, anyways, what leads me to believe that uh, the Enterprise was planned to be destroyed... Okay. Um, first of all, and, and I don't know if any of this evidence like is more important than the other, but I think it all leads to one thing. How did the Enterprise get destroyed? Well, the Enterprise was destroyed when, uh, 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 what was the two sisters' names? Ursa and Bador? Yeah. Or that, that's close. Close. Yeah. Um, they basically get a video feed of Jordy's visor, which is perfect clarity. Right. Unlike anything we've ever seen before. Yeah. And they get the shield uh, frequency. The, the whole thing about Jordy's vision the entire time is that it doesn't just feed video that he sees on all these different spectral ranges, and mm -hmm. you don't just have a video feed direct into his brain. Yeah. So, um, basically, they get the shield modulation frequency. Uh, they modulate their weapons to match right. that. They go right through, and they... And I think somebody directly says it gets taken out by a lucky off a lucky shot by a 20-year-old bird of prey. So... Here's the setup, all right? Jordy, let's start with him. Okay. So you're telling me that uh, your chief engineer who gets kidnapped by a guy and is obviously tortured when he comes back. Right. That the the most medical they do is kind of the regular physical. Right. Okay. Huh. Really smart scientist that uh, stopped his heart as torture. And took his visor away from him. Which seemed like a big deal at the time to Jordy that right. he would say, what a marvelous piece of technology. Right. And nobody ever scans it. I'm, I'm just guessing that a video feed um, that was going all the time as right. they were watching it to try and get to a certain piece of information. Right. That that wouldn't show up on... Uh, Internal scans. Yeah. Especially a ship that is more scientific than anything. Right. And... I mean, they were sending out a high def. I mean, you got to imagine that thing's sending out 4K. Yeah. I mean, that's that's some serious bandwidth. Yeah. So we're, you know, just, you know, okay. I have a hard Whatever. time streaming that stuff with the router 100 feet away. I mean, they got to make it through shields and everything else. Yeah. So it's got to be a pretty good router signal. So that's my first part of my puzzle. Okay. How did they not notice a video stream? Well, and how do you take a guy who was obviously tortured and captured? And throw him right back into service. And put him back into duty like 30 minutes later like nothing happened. Well, either either you remember got he, some, some really, really good like cope. Yeah. I mean, give that dude a day off. I mean, he's been tortured before. Right. But you, give that dude yeah. give that dude a yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's my first bit of information that, yeah. you know, a piece of video footage coming from right. Jordy's visor right. that, you know, uh, wouldn't pick up anywhere. Right. I, it seems to me that that'd be a pretty serious... Okay. Thing. And especially if that that would have to be modifications made on that, right? Right. We've seen Dr. Crusher many times take off his visor and put it on that diagnostic right. tool. You, you don't think she's noticed? Right. 
So maybe she's in on it. Maybe she is a part of this conspiracy. Well, but by the same token, if we're looking for signals, uh, that goes straight to the chief of security. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that Crusher and Worf are both in on oh, this? Oh, I'm getting to Worf. Okay. So let's fast forward to the moment the ship is attacked, mm-hmm. right? Weapons are cutting through. Mm-hmm. And we fire one phaser blast. Right. On a ship that Picard, right before that, had said they're trying to figure out if a 20-year-old Klingon bird of prey is a match for the Federation flagship. Right. A flagship that just underwent a major refit, which I never knew about it uh, until uh, Voyager, but uh, there's actually a cameo of the Enterprise in Voyager. Is it really? Uh, When they go back and they show uh, one of the first things when Voyager's just about to be launched, uh, they're going through the start the uh, space dock, mm-hmm. and there's a galaxy class starship, and they said that's the Enterprise. Oh, okay. I'll have to so, go check that out. Yeah. Anyways, so you've already established that okay, this this ship is not a not a match for the Federation right. flagship. Right. And let's see. So we get we get fired upon by them. Right. We fire one phaser blast. Right. And then Riker calls for: Is there anything that might make that ship susceptible mm-hmm. the 20 year old bird of prey that in realistically we we didn't fire torpedoes we right. fired one phaser blast no we're looking for a really crazy way to affect that ship right when in all reality we should be piss pounding them with phaser fire right or or just you know if we're getting our shields cut through and can't mount an attack shouldn't we just be like warping away or something yeah. and taking a moment yeah well that's the other thing evasive maneuvers we're drifting do, leisurely to port yeah exactly they do a very very slow turnaround and keep getting fired upon right if you go back to like we said about descent crusher at one point orders the ship to be taken out of orbit right and they high tail it out across right. the bow of a borg ship right just saying right it's looking a little fishy right so here we are. We're those, those who fight and run away live to fight another day. Maybe. Right. I, sure. Okay. I kind of threw a wrench into everything. But Sorry. No, but what I'm saying is, I mean, you think about it. It's like, you okay, the the, floor. Go ahead. This, this Galaxy-class ship should be pounding this, even with its shields up. Right. It should be pounding this little ship. Right, right. We've seen in the Dominion War, you know, the Klingon Bird of Prey, not that tough. No. I mean, they get destroyed fairly easily. It has a ship complement of like six or twelve people, yeah. uh, compared to a you know a thousand crew Enterprise. So we fire off one shot. Right. We fire off no torpedoes, no nothing like that. It's all hey, let's find a really kooky way to beat these guys. All right, as we're trying to fly away. Right. Why? Why isn't there more phaser fire? Why isn't there more? Okay. Okay. So here's my next thing. The one guy on the bridge in this situation where you're getting piss pounded by this little Klingon ship, that should be the guy saying, hey, let's keep firing yeah. this Worf. Right. What's going on with Worf? He's right. not he's not uh, doing his usual thing of, hey, let's take, let's, you know, ring these guys out. Right. Okay, I'll sit here and listen for your... Oh, cloaking frequency? That's awesome. Okay. I'm cool with this. Okay. So one of the key guys that should be aggressive in going right. after these guys is not. Right. 
So is Lieutenant Commander Worf a part of this? So, so right now, right now we have Crusher, mm-hmm. Worf, yep. uh, Riker for not ordering, you know, either evasive maneuvers, yeah, uh, more firing, yeah. And, and asking for the, hey, how do we do this gimmick way to get them? And I'm pretty sure that he's the one who orders Deanna to the helm. Yeah. Here's the other bit. You know who I don't think is in on this? Data. Data. Because the one guy that with... Uh, there's a couple episodes where they go through and they say how many calculations you can make in his head at a time, right? A load. A load. A metric ass ton of calculations right. could go through this thing's head. But he's not data right now. He's disoriented. Right. He's got these new emotions to deal with. Right. It may have been kind of his idea, but was it? Who was he around when uh, all this, when he got the idea to do the emotion chip again? Well, he was with Jordy in his quarters, but Jordy told him not to. And then, but who beforehand? Crusher. Oh. On the ship. Okay. Oh, yeah. Did she do something to him? He didn't understand the joke. He didn't understand the joke. Right. So he puts this emotion chip in, and next thing you know, hey, Data, we need a really crazy way of doing this. Okay. All his calculations are now pointed at crazy way. Got to make Riker happy. Okay. Yes, there is a way to do it. I got to do some serious modifications over there. Meanwhile, Worf should be going, hey, um, I can just keep hitting this button over and over again. I mean, we've got like 250 photon torpedoes. You know, no big deal. Right. We could, you know, rapid fire them. I mean, we right. can make them like shoot five at a time. Right. Nothing. Nothing. And how about this? So another part of this. Okay. Real quick before you get to that. The one guy on the ship that's pretty confident that the Federation flagship can defeat a 20- or 30-year-old bird of prey, Captain Picard. It's down on the planet. Not on the ship. Presumably missing, caught in the Nexus, possibly dead. So do you think Riker said, screw this, if I'm going to get command now, it's going to be a new ship, not this old POS Galaxy Enterprise? I don't know. I'm going to get me a new sovereign class out of this? I don't know. But it's, it's interesting when you put it together like that, isn't it? That there are a lot of things happening to make the Federation flagship. You know what I think it is? What? I think it's all those creepy little crab things that we haven't seen since season one. Oh. Booyah. You could be right. You could be. But, I mean, you put start putting all this stuff together, and it's like, wow, people aren't acting the way they usually do. And there's a lot of things going on that maybe we were trying to get rid of this ship. Maybe Ryan Johnson wrote that movie script. And we Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. I just, uh, at some point, I got this this idea that it sounds like, to me, the Enterprise-D was destroyed for a reason. Not because it was beat by a little Klingon bird it's, of prey. It's like that whoever was telling the story had that as a subplot and not and didn't actually care about you know, telling a good story. Yeah, probably more like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I agree with you, yes. Uh, that It actually, makes it more it, interesting, it right? It makes a lot of sense. You're right. There is a breakdown in every element of that 
situation in that fight. And going back to LaForge, even though I don't, I'm not sure if he's in and on an interview. In on it or yet? He's an unwitting pawn. Well, it's like okay, they're cutting through our shields. What's you know? There's probably a handbook around there that are like okay, guy. People are cutting through our shields. Here's the first three things you should do. I'm pretty sure after the Borg modulated to the shields that they had a rotating shield modulation. Yeah. uh, Based on uh, repelling Borg technology that at one point was integrated into yeah the standard shielding package, which seems to have been lost. So, okay, there's that part. You know, that should be, you know, that, w- that would be my, like, first thing. Hey, they're right. cutting right through the shields. What let's, should we do? let's hit the big red button for when the Borgs show up and start cutting through our shields yeah. and modulate shield frequency. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've heard the order to mod- modulate shields given on that bridge. Yeah. And we've seen it where the shields, like, right. you know, go, like, you know, get all wavy or something. Right. I just, I don't get it. To me... It feels like somebody was planning the destruction of the USS Enterprise. Yeah, you know, maybe they wanted, to, maybe they needed to get the Galaxy class out of the way. Maybe, but I mean, if that was the case, then why does it show up so much later on down the road? I mean, hell, even in a couple of the books, Ben Sisko takes command of a Galaxy class starship. Right. He starts. Uh, he's the captain of the USS Robinson. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning for it might be, but I feel like there's a conspiracy here. Like Section Thirty One could be a part of this. I see. You don't know what to say at this point. I do don't you? know what to say at this point. <laughs> I I think you've made a valid case. I just I don't understand what the motive would be. Yeah, I don't. That's the one part of this thing that I don't. Other than uh, hey, we want to make way for a new starship in our movies. Right. right. But because the E was so much cooler than the D. Oh yeah, it's a great ship, right. the Sovereign class starship. The only thing that, and it wasn't until you pointed out here a while back, I was in my head had it in like mentally that the E was a bigger ship than the D, until you actually lay them out. Yeah, and the D was a lot, lot bigger. Oh yeah, I mean and, the D was huge. It was gigantic. I mean, and it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't that much longer, but it the girth yeah. of the D was was uh, was 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 very very surprising. Oh, it's so great! It was very wide, the D was. Yes, yes, it was. I uh, I had read that took some you point. by surprise. Took kind of took your breath away if you weren't expecting. Yeah, it. yeah, really. Um, that uh, a lot of the interior space of the D was empty. Oh, really? Yeah, that it was just waiting to be... It was modular. Uh-huh. So it was just waiting to, you know, want to build a bed in it. Oh, okay. If you wanted to, you know, wanted it on a pedestal or... Mm-hmm. I was trying to make another D joke, mm. but it just wasn't working. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. So... But yeah, that's my that's my very own fan theory. I, I don't know what you mean by, by making jokes. I'm just, I'm just talking about ship size here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I mean, does it at least make a little bit of sense? Oh, no, I, I 100% agree with you. There's a lot of things that don't add up. Would it be, would it make Generations a better movie if that was? Only if we address it at some point. I mean. If it's some reason, it's like, hey, do you guys remember that, you know, when the D got blowed up? Right. I, I think you'd have to have a, 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 you know, a general court martial uh, opened up and. We'd have to really examine the D and 
um, really put it on, out there for display. Well, see, see what, see, yeah, I mean, put it on display and, you know, find out. I mean, because it wasn't a very happy ending uh, that no, happened. No, it to wasn't. The so I, I mean, mean it, it broke in half. Right. Um. You know, you you let Deanna Troy get her hands on it, and and, and the D was was irrevocably yeah. broken. Hey, by the way, why is she the emergency helmsman? Well, because they had that whole episode where she did all the, you know, the bridge qualifications and, and yeah, whatnot. I, I, so, I mean, I think she was just closest. I, I think, honestly, in She was a, closest to the stick? She was. I mean, well, and, and look, at least we didn't have a scene where she calls from a flight master joystick to pop up yeah. from the floor like, like we did in Insurrection. Yeah. But yes, I think she was merely the closest person... Because uh, if to, to grab the wheel, because she was there for generations and then insurrection. Well, yeah, but she crashed a ship in Nemesis too. Every time that they want to crash, the, f- right? Every time they want to crash the Enterprise, uh, <laughs> they put Deanna Troy at the helm. <laughs> Boom! New fan, broken. New fan theory. Deanna Troy's a sh- pilot. Right. I I think I think more than anything. Uh, that's not a theory. I think that's so, a given fact. Deanna, okay, go back and explain this to me. When the ship separated and it was getting ready to explode, why did you steer towards the planet? Right. Like, if you would have, you know, gone, essentially, I don't know, port instead of right. starboard, you would have been blown off into space and, you the know, would have been a big frisbee doing circles. The one time it made sense to list leisurely to port, she didn't do it. Yeah. Deanna Troy, oh boy, this right. is a good you one. You forgot that she was driving during Nemesis too, didn't you? Yeah, and then Picard was like, hey, crash the ship. Right. He, you know what, no? He just said full impulse. He never said, hey, right. just run it right down right. the throat of the Right. Thing. He could have meant just to like skim them. Yeah. You know? No, she... We're going to try to escape. Okay. Right in. Do, do, do. <laughs> This is what happens when she tries to parallel park. Oh, God. That could be the funniest thing in a while. Deanna Troy. Driver. Yeah. That's that's wonderful on a lot of levels. Right? <sighs> I miss the D. I know that you do. D was a good ship. Mm-hmm. I know you never liked it. No, I've never been a big fan of the D. No. No. Even when it got refitted? Nope. Nope. I didn't care the way it fit or the way it refit. Huh. That's too bad. I think you're really missing out on the D. Nope. Just not a not a, not a fan of the D. Huh. What if I get, went and got the D over there and just rested it on your chest? <laughs> well, I, really gave me an up-close personal no, look I, at the I D. Don't, I, don't, I don't think that I'd like the D any better. I think you would. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I, just, I just don't think that I, mean, I would. I mean, it's easy to grip. Right, because it's got that neck. Right, right. Yeah, just just not a fan of the way the uh, just not a fan of the D. Huh. It's luxurious. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, this is bad, isn't it? And you were worried we weren't going to be able to get enough information, you know, enough of a show out of this. En- enough, enough in. Yeah. Enough of the D in. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think we got plenty. A happy ending to the show, so to speak. <laughs> All right, friends, that's going to do it for us. We're 151. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Oh, wait, sorry, no Tumblr. Shut up. Uh, all at 151 The Show. 
Uh, we hope that you subscribe to our Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube channel. You can also find us at 151theshow.com. That'll take you right to the Podbean page. Um, if you like the D, and we know that you do, you can go to Justin's uh, website, bigdinmyhand.com. <laughs> Uh, we're presented by Skeleton Vineyards. You can find out uh, more about them on their website, skeletonwine.com, or at Skeleton Vineyards on Facebook. Want them to have a Twitter page. Right. Not so much a Tumblr page, but a Twitter page. A twi- would be- yeah, Tumblr bad, Twitter good. Yeah, apparently. When you don't even try. Oh, yeah, I've been posting a lot and reposting stuff. And, and then I started looking at the stats, and there was zero people following. Well, you gotta you got to fight the good fight there, man. I... I, I'd rather I'd rather us. Uh, no, you, know, you gave up. That's what you did. We be just no, admit it. We just the the you, efforts needed to be focused on the thing and not the 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 tumbling. That's dirty. What? I can't believe on a show where we would talk so much about the D that you would. What isn't isn't that what you what you do on Twitter? Don't you people? <sighs> this is how we get barred from other things. Yeah. All right. With that, it's time for a shameless plug. Cue the music. <laughs> shameless plug is the part of the show where we shamelessly plug something. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be the D. It could be going to. Oh, God. <laughs> Why are you? A... <laughs> oh man. Which which keeps coming back up. Oh man. Um, we already we did a shameless plug for uh, Witch Witch at some point, didn't we? I don't think so. Oh well, they're good too. Yeah, we get two in there. Good sandwiches. Uh, my uh, my shameless plug for the day uh, happens to be for a restaurant actually. Uh, the wife and I we went to see uh, Diamond Rio Country Band. Yeah. Down at uh, Lakeside familiar. Casino. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, with the Fuddruckers. Oh, love Fuddruckers. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, we, whenever we go down to the Lakeside Casino, we always stop at Fuddruckers, and uh, they make a good burger. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it is very underrated, right? In the world of burgers, right? I remember uh, when I was a kid, and they just had one out in Omaha. Man, that was always a stop. We had to go to Fuddruckers. Yeah. The cheese sauce on the fries. Yeah, oh, she was so putting uh, she was putting the jalapeno cheese oh. s- stuff on the uh, very burger. Very good. Very good. I went mayo and ketchup and lettuce. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a simple guy, but goddamn juicy, good, mm-hmm. good times. Yeah. So, Fuddruckers, good thumbs burger. up to you. Thumbs up to you. Probably my uh, one of my top three burgers in West Des Moines. Really? Yep. Five Guys, Bebops, and Fuddruckers. Bebops is really good, too. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you when you go to Bebops, do you get the chili? No. Try getting the chili and dipping the burger in the chili. Thank me later. Okay. I'll give it a shot. I mean, you won't trust me you're, with the D on your chest, no, but you no. you're, you you're, should you're, trust me with the chili. You're, you're blaspheming in my burger church. I mean, uh, a burger, the only thing that needs to be on a burger uh, is cheese, bacon, lettuce, tomato, mayo. Do you ketchup. need bacon for it to be a good burger? Well, no, you don't have to have the bacon, but I mean, those are the only things that should be allowed on it. I'm telling you. Try it. Just get a cheeseburger, okay. get a cup of chili, dip right. it in, and eat it. It's wonderful. Okay. It's wonderful on levels you can't imagine in your mouth. Okay. Can't believe I set you up like that and you say nothing. Nope. Nope. <sighs> That's good times. 
Right. You should try five guys in your mouth is what you should try. And on that note, thank you for uh, listening, watching, and subscribing and all that. Justin's going to go play with his D. You can see it right behind me. Right there. Did we lose him? Yeah, I think so. Happy endings, everybody. Is anybody, anybody still there? Hello? What are you doing? The show's over. Go, Go home. home.